Welcome to Real Souls with yours truly, Peggy Bennett. Today, I welcome Dan Wingard to the show. Say hi, Dan. Hello. How are you? <laughs> Good. How are you? <laughs> and how's everybody? <laughs> Everyone, I'm sure, is great and Good. happy to have you here. I'm happy to be here. Thanks, Peggy. Dan Wingard is passionate about uncovering our innate well-being through life coaching, presenting music, and writing. His philosophy is summed up in his slogan, The Win is In. Dan, or Danny Wynn, has spent most of his life studying personal development and success strategies. One of his greatest joys is providing a space for others to see and create their lives as the miracle they are. Oh, how lovely is that? That is lovely. I'm so glad you made that up. <laughs> that was nice. So you were my first business coach. Mm, and I'll, that's I'll, right. I'll never forget when you held space for me because walking in your office, I had some things in mind that I wanted to talk about. You may have had things in your mind you wanted to talk about, but I don't know your opening sentence or something like, so how are you doing? Or something like that. It was just mm -hmm. an opening um, sentence. And you you were just so warm, uh, non-judgmental. I just started completely just bawling. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? I do. And what I remember about you when I first met you is it was a networking event. And you were just so real. Like, you know, sometimes at networking events, you've got all the, this space where people are impressed, they're trying to impress and everything. And we just started off with a real conversation. I think that's where things led to, we ended up having a business, um, a coaching conversation. So that was cool. Yeah, yeah. So um, I um, just, it was more shortly after my divorce, and I didn't realize how I still was feeling some raw emotions. But what was impressive about you, you totally held space for me at mm. that time. Yeah. So I want to say that was a good three years ago, it seems like. Yeah. 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 That's so, awesome. So I'll always thank you for that and completely being non-judgmental and just allowing me to do that. Oh, it was just a joy. Always a joy to work with you. And, and uh, I, I love what you're doing here with this program and everything, just sharing love and bringing that to people. So it's really cool to see what you've done since we, since we spoke at that time. Oh, thank you. So I have some questions that we kind of brainstormed on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, one is... Um, well, one thing that I like to ask all my guests is, how did you get to where you are now? Wow. How did I get here? We've got five hours, right? <laughs> I'm going to go in deep. Well, I, I think what where I'm coming from now, and it kind of leans into the, the win is in concept, if you will, is how did I find my way or how am I continuing to find my way to the innate well-being that I, th I believe we all always already are. And so I just, I'll give a little context to that, kind of how I grew up. I grew up in a Christian home and I was scared. Like I didn't want to go to hell. And uh, so apparently I said this little prayer and then I, I, I got a get out of hell card <laughs> for the rest of my life or something, but I had to walk the line. I had to uh, live a certain way. And that may not have been the real belief, but that's what I picked up on as mm. a small child. And then I carried that with me my whole life in some aspect. And I recognize that 
that um, I had this uh, this Christian world, and then I had my friends and everything else. So I I created a life based off of a belief of who I thought I was supposed to be. Mm. So instead of just experiencing life as it as it shows up. How I did it is I thought about it. How should I present myself? And really in a good upbringing. I mean, my parents were great. They were loving. They were caring. And they disciplined as well. Um, and, and I, you know, three, two brothers and uh, two sisters. One brother came along later. But really a good environment for growing up. And even with that, I took on this belief that I needed to be a certain way. Like I needed to... Um, I needed to be a good kid. I needed to be liked. And so I developed ways of being liked, being wanted, being loved, being enough. And I carried that. And I didn't recognize it till a lot later in life that I was, I was living through this persona, if you will. And it served me. And I think we all have some element of that. Like we, mm-hmm. from, you know, three, four years old, we start getting these stories about who we're supposed to be that we make up or that we get from our parents or we get from our environment. And then we live into them as if they're real. And I think, so I've been through uh, personal development, looking for the way, the, the next person that's going to tell me how to live a successful life and how to do what, uh, whatever, whatever that next thing was. And it, and it served in a lot of good ways. What I, what I believe now and what I've come to recognize is, and th- this kind of was, I think a catalyst was there's a, a coach and mentor of mine named Michael Neal, who wrote a book called the inside, the inside out revolution. And it went to, and he spoke of what he calls the three, what not what he calls the three principles, but there's a gentleman named Sid Banks who mm-hmm. um, was a Scottish welder with a ninth grade education, had this enlightening experience, and these uh, came up with what he calls the three principles, which is mind, consciousness, and thought. And I don't want to get too deep into that, but since I sure. dove in, I'll, I'll explain a sure. little bit here. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll uh, swim my way out of this, if you will. <laughs> So mind is the miracle of life. Like we look outside, the trees are growing, our heart's beating, we're breathing without even thinking about it. That's a miracle. There's something beyond us that has life working, if you will. And he called that mind. And then there's thought. Like we we all we have thoughts. We have the ability to think. And thoughts are always trans transient. They're always flowing through and we don't have control over them. And if you just do a little exercise, if we just sat here for one minute and said, okay, let me know what you think, or let let me know what thoughts came in, or try and control those thoughts. We never really know what thoughts are coming in or going to go and where did they come from, all of those. And we have the ability to manage them a little bit. So there's mind, then thought, and then consciousness is our ability to see thought as reality. So all of us think that what's going on is real. Like I'm looking at you, we're in this booth and and I'm having my thoughts about it. But if somebody else were in my same position, they'd probably have completely different thoughts. It's not necessarily the environment or what's going on. It's the way that we view things. So I'll see if I can bring this uh, full circle around with as we experience life. And what brought me here to your original question is that I understand the nature of thought and that as bad as they can be 
or as good as they can be, they're always flowing through us, and they're like a like a movie we we create. Um, and when we see it as just that, it it takes the uh, element of oh that thought is me or I need to change or I need to manage my thoughts out of the picture, and we don't get caught up in that. So mm-hmm. what do you want to do with that whole thought? <laughs> <laughs> That was a lot. That was meaty. I didn't mean to dive that deep in, but that's the way I went. So there no, you go. No, no, that's awesome. I love that. To that, um, I want to ask a more specific question. What does the the win, in, win is in mean and where did that come from? Yeah, so the, uh, in talking about the inside out understanding of everything comes from our projection of what's going on. So... We hear, I mean, you listen to love songs, you think about relationships and everything. Oh, that person is causing this, or that person or situation stresses me out. Or um, if it wasn't for this situation, I wouldn't be this. And the what I believe is the reality that, uh, again, for me, um, and I, I do believe it to be true, is that we create our story about everything no exception as far as what's going on. There's people that have been through traumatic situations and um, their perception or their view of it can be completely different to where it actually serves them, whereas other people, it can debilitate them. So it's not necessarily the situation or the circumstance, it's our view of it. So, um, and I believe that when we come from a place of love, when we come from our innate well-being, the way that we're created, and we recognize that behind all of our thoughts, behind everything that shows up, there's that magic, there's that, um, that miracle of who we are. Sometimes we just need to let the thoughts settle. Like even now in this conversation, I'm thinking, oh, I shouldn't have said so much about the three principles <laughs> and everything. I have all of these thoughts, right? Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm getting, it's easy for me to get hooked by my thoughts. Oh, I need to manage this, I need to do this. And then when I just settle, and I, I allow things to flow through and let uh, let wisdom throw, flow through me instead of trying to manage it, which I've done my whole life. Like if I manage this situation or if I show up this way, then I'll have this. So an if-then versus just experiencing the moment, letting thoughts come through and do what they do and come from that place. So from there, the win is always in. Like that is always available, that love that's uh, that we're born with, that the magic of our being is there behind all of the thoughts, no exception. Amen. Love that. Love that. And what you said earlier was beautifully put. Um, Thank you. So in the last couple of years, you've been studying to be a chemical dependency professional counselor. Tell me um, what that is all about. That must be quite a experience. It has been, and it's really enlightened me to that disease, that uh, way of approaching things. And honestly, I can't tell you what really attracted to me other than I've had some experiences where people that I've known have been in that situation. And I've been fortunate as much as I abused drugs and took as many as I could find when I was a kid (laughs) from, I think, 13, 12, 13 years old into 
maybe about 30, very fortunate to not have the addictive gene or personality or something. I was able to say no, but I certainly abused. Um, So whatever it was that drew me to that, I think it's the grittiness of the conversation, the realness when people get to that and and the resilience that people have Mm. when they've gone through something like that. And it's tough to have conversations with people when they're in it, like when they're chemically imbalanced, things are going on. Um, so sometimes it's just being with people in that situation mm. and just listening and, and caring and uh, and providing a space where they can see that there's something more than whatever it is that they're doing. And honestly, what I see is they're innocently doing the best they can to be happy or to get out of a situation mm-hmm. or to remove pain and that works really well. The drugs work really well until they don't. So having that conversation, sometimes it's conversation, sometimes it's just being with people, sometimes it's just sharing love. So I, I, I can see that I'm not going in the direction of actually being a counselor. I just, I will be a coach of sorts or, or um, helping people in that area. I'm not sure where that's going and I know it's going to be a part of my future. So mm. that's a long answer to, I don't know. <laughs> How often do you do it? Um, I'll volunteer. Uh, right now, I'm not doing anything like regularly. I was going in a couple of times a week to do group sessions and to be with people there. And now I just, I have people that reach out to me if like they have their, uh, someone in their family that has a challenge. Uh, so if anyone listening here does have a challenge and wants to have a conversation, I'm more than happy to meet with them or somebody, someone that they know and just uh, provide love and care and potentially direction to where they need to go to get the help they need. Oh, that's so nice. I don't say that as, well, I am a chemical dependency professional trainee, so I am trainee. licensed right. as that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um. What do you think the world needs more of at this time? Well, I think it's what we're doing here and what you bring. It's it, Bottom line, it's love, right? Especially in the environment, the political environment, so much of the generalizing people instead of seeing every single person as a, as a human being, no matter what they've done, no matter what culture they come from, uh, when you when you come from a place of love, it just provides um, it provides the win. You know, it, it just it really serves everything when people come from that place. I see it time and again, and I know that if I get caught up in something, I'm I'm getting out of coming from a place of love. Mm-hmm. So, I, it seems simple. It seems kind of trite, maybe or cliche. And I think there's so much depth in that, that when we just settle into coming from that place, are we coming from a place of love in everything that we're doing, things seem to work out. Mm-hmm. No, I'm a total believer in that as well. I thought you might be. <laughs> there seems to be a lot of depression in our society. What are your thoughts on that? And what do you see as a solution? Yeah, I think it goes back to what I was talking about, you know, the three principles, the inside out understanding, the win is in. When we understand that no matter how nasty the thoughts, that they are just thoughts. And the unfortunate thing is people get so wrapped up 
in their thoughts and repeating those thoughts and getting in a cycle of the same thoughts sometimes, if they could just recognize that's all they are, there's, there's nothing, there's no substance to it other than what they give it. And I think that conversation um, just needs to be shared again and again. Like no matter how bad things are, or how bad things have been. I mean, real situations happen, nasty things happen, people get abused, there's thing, there's terrible things that happen. And what I see is that people get caught up in the past and they bring that into the future and they uh, continue to mess with that instead of if they just understood their only thoughts. Um, it's not always, I don't think the best to tell somebody that if they're in that state, like, screw you, this is real, mm -hmm. right? And I think when, um, when they can recognize that, that that is true and whatever they're feeling is connected to a thought, no exception, they'll start to recognize they can just be with that thought, just like you would be in a, if you ever got caught in a scary movie or something, like it's just a movie mm -hmm. or it's just a dream. It's the same thing with our reality, I believe, and I've experienced that for myself. And I'm not saying that once you understand that everything's just roses and unicorns and rainbows, because there's bad things that happen and there's thoughts that come through that we don't like. And I've found that when I just be with that instead of trying to manage that, or oh, I just need to think positive, which I've done most of my life, instead of trying to uh, take it to another place, just allow it to be and not get caught up in the content. And mm -hmm. I think that's where a lot of depression takes place and a lot of addiction, a lot of our, the problems that we have is people get wrapped up in the content of the thought and they make meaning of it instead of just recognizing the nature of thought is always transitory. It's like always getting mad when it gets cloudy. Well, the sun's still there always. And when we recognize that these thoughts are just a thought storm coming through and it will pass and just experience it for what it is yeah. without trying to manage it. Well, just last time we met for coffee, both of us had friends that took our lives. Yeah. Took their lives. Yeah. Excuse me. Yep. So yeah. it can be obviously very serious. Yep. Yeah. People take it to extreme. They make permanent decisions based off of the thoughts that they're caught up in in the moment. Mm -hmm. Is it time for happy thoughts? <laughs> yeah, really. On that note, gosh. Um. How do you integrate music, that's happy, into your coaching or presentations? Music's always been a part of my life, and I've tried to integrate it into everything I've done. And back in the 90s, I used to think I was going to be a rock and roll star, and music was going to be my thing. As a matter of fact, I'd set myself up to uh, be financially able to do music full-time, and then everything fell apart, and... Uh, so for the last 20, what, 25, almost 30 years, I've been working, but I've continued to have music a part of that. Um, I like to write songs. I, learned, I started to learn to play the guitar. I was a professional drummer, so the songwriting with the drums wasn't awesome, but I had some ideas. Uh -huh. And uh, so learned the guitar, and I've been, I just play it a little bit each day. And I write music, so I'll write some songs that mean something to me, and I'll integrate that into my presentation. And for me, music just brings another element to the space. It 
helps people, I think, be more present, whether they like it or not. It just brings that. And for me, I like it, so I'm more present. And I think it can be more impactful. There's some repetition. There's some things that happen with music that uh, couldn't happen without it. So I love it. It'll, it'll always and be a part of what I do. And you didn't bring your guitar today. Should I bring it next time? Yeah. Is it going to be next time? I hope so. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, it's fun. As far as the coaching, um, sometimes I may share a specific song or, or something that... Uh, that ties in and have somebody listen to something, but the, mostly, mostly in the presentation, the songwriting, and tying that in. That's cool. And I've heard you. You are talented. Thank you. <laughs> um, what are you looking to create this year? So right now, I've been coaching. I've run a real estate office. I've been in real estate for 21-plus years. And I think the the main focus is, like I said, drawing out that innate well-being in people. So I've realized and recognized that I can be impactful in whatever I'm doing and whatever conversation. And I used to think I'm going to put my life off until I do something. And I think more and more I recognize that I can bring that to every day, to whatever I'm doing. So having run a real estate office, I coach real estate agents. That's been my main thing. And just in the last week, I've decided to engage with people and help and serve in the capacity of actually helping them buy and sell real estate because we're in a real transitional market right now. So I believe that people need a coach, uh, you know, somebody, a trusted resource to make great decisions in that. And Mm -hmm. I believe I can be impactful. So that's going on as far as uh, my livelihood. Behind the scenes, I'm creating, I'm developing a musical, motivational, if you will, program and um and also writing a book so that's um writing that's, a book I am. oh yeah. i haven't and heard of this it, tell it, me more it leans into the win is in philosophy and just what my story of how that's revealed itself to me and i believe hopefully it will be impactful to others is that the title it is at this moment <laughs> how do um, i guess yeah well <laughs> said it a couple times <laughs> And when and you have you just started to write? No, I've had I've been writing for a while. So my intention is I'll have it completed this year. So now I've said it on your podcast. I guess it just has to happen. <laughs> How is that writing process? I've never done that. Really? Well, it's uh, I, it used to be sporadic. Now I take time every morning to at least write something, and I think just uh, setting aside. Uh, time on a regular basis is what's going to make this work. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of a lot of articles and things and studies that show that that's the case. I mean, you got to if you're going to do something, you got to you got to give it some time and attention. Yeah, definitely. Um what would you like my audience to take away from our conversation today? Mm. One of the things that um you know, in this, the win is in process is I see that we all have innate wisdom and well-being. And in my studies of personal development, I've always looked to other people. And I think more than anything, if you're, as your audience is listening to this, that they see something in this for themselves, not like because Dan said or Peggy said, anything like that. They really listen to the wisdom that's always 
available for themselves. Mm. And what I what I love to share is don't look to, okay, this person's had success, so I'm going to do what they've done. We see so much of that. I mean, we're just inundated by follow my program. I've had this success, so follow me. And a lot of people are chasing after something outside of themselves. Not to say that these people couldn't help them in a specific area, but if they're not first going to the wisdom that's there and saying, oh, yeah, I think this will help me through there. And there's a subtle difference. So when people open up to what's there and the unknown, I think there's so much power in that over what they've already learned or the stories that they've created for themselves up to this point. So if they could start seeing that there's there's more than the story they've created and it's always available and bottom line, it comes down to love. Mm, that's lovely. So put more trust in yourself almost. Yeah, and I don't mean it. When I say myself, not in an egotistical way, right, like the, mirror, right. the what's behind who, you know, our creator, if you will, however you want to say it, there's something that has us being here. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is what I'm talking about. Whatever that is for each and every person, plug mm-hmm. into that, mm-hmm. whatever that that thing is. Right, right. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's lovely. I, I mean, you consider that trees are growing, things are happening. They're not, ha- at least as far as we know, they're not having a conversation saying, well, you kind of grew like this. I should probably follow <laughs> you, you know, and then we as human beings tend to get caught up in what everybody else is doing instead of no, taking the time so to true. really see what's what's up for us and what can we bring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true. Yep. Any other nuggets you have? Ah, nope, that was it. I'm so (laughs) tapped out of nuggets right now. Let's see. Anything else? I think it comes back to really just tuning into uh, what's available for you outside of your story. I'll just say that again. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what what a privilege, Peggy. It's so awesome that you're you're providing this space for others to to love. And you're connecting people from a really heart-centered place. Mm -hmm. And that is, I mean, the world needs more of you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. This was nice of you. Well, um, one thing that I ask my first-time guests are, um, what is it that makes you feel most alive, Dan? It really is music. And Mm. so the music portion, and what's even better is when I can play music, it's impactful. And I see that people's hearts are touched and I can see transformation. And connection, probably. And connection. That's a part of it, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's it. Mm. Yeah, next time you'll have to bring your guitar. I'll do it. <laughs> so how can our listeners find you, Dan? Right now, the best is probably just go to thewinisin.com. Well, that's easy. That is easy. And I'm on Facebook, too. It's uh, Danny Wingard on Facebook and Instagram and all the other places, Twitter, Dan Wingard, I think. Okay. Yeah. Are you on LinkedIn? Mm-hmm. Okay. That'd be a Dan Wingard. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much for having um, or being here as a guest. Oh, my really, pleasure. Really appreciate it. And 
This is Peggy Bennett signing off. I am happy to answer any questions you may have about my coaching program, How to Manifest Your Soulmate. So I'm at straighttotheheart.net. And everyone have a great day. 